With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. PointClickFish.com. Your connection to the saltwater fishing community brings you saltwater fishing radio. Are you a professional tournament angler, fishing captain, or novice angler looking to learn from the pros? Listen to live discussions from some of the best in the industry. The biggest TV fishing stars. Interviews with captains, sponsors, and fishing teams. Your trusted source for the latest tournament updates, industry news, and interviews. It's time to talk fishing with your host, Captain Jay. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the PointClickFish.com Saltwater Fishing Radio Show. Today is Thursday, May 19th, 2016. We've got an excellent show for you all this evening, and we definitely are excited to bring on Captain Noah Link. This is a, a topic, Noah, that we've had a lot of questions about here recently, and obviously with the uptick and Spanish mackerel fishing off the coast of North Carolina. That's something where we wanted to bring you on the show with us this evening to kind of fill us in on, one, uh, you know, how the fishing's been for you here recently, and number two, how do you catch these Spanish mackerel? That's a question that we've been asked here a lot uh, on the show, and so we wanted to put together uh, this piece to be able to tell people how to catch Spanish mackerel, Spanish mackerel 101 with Captain Noah Link. Noah, welcome to the show. Yes, uh, how you doing, um, Jay? Thank you very much for uh, having me on again. It's great, great to be on with you. We're always excited, Noah, to have you here on the show with us to talk to us about what's going on in, you know, out there in the water. And we know you're on the water quite a bit. So give us an update on how things are going for you out there running charters right now. It's been going really good last couple of weeks. Um, water temperatures are rising, you know, to 70, a little bit above. And uh, we've been catching a lot of really nice Spanish, uh, which we're going to be talking about. Um, the cobia run has really come on strong. Been a lot of cobia caught. Um, the flounder are moving in. Um, we're showing a really good sign of flounder early in the season this year. And uh, that's a that's a big plus. Um, last year it wasn't so uh hoping it stays this way and uh it's been it's been really good doing really good we know you talked about the flounder bite and you know and that's a, an excellent topic for a future show for us to kind of key on uh you know how to catch flounder that's another topic uh, that a lot of people uh, ask us a lot of questions about is how to target flounder so that's an excellent show idea for uh, the future yeah, I, I believe so. Flounder is a fish that everybody can fish for. Um, you can fish for them inside, in the marshes, in the calm water. The kids, the, the, the women, you know, the older folks can get in on it. Um, 
and uh, you don't have to uh, necessarily go out in the ocean where it's rough. You know, it's uh, something that everybody can participate in, and, and I get a lot of people that want to want to do that. So it's, it's a big industry in this area. Now, Captain Noah, do you get a lot of requests for people looking to catch Spanish mackerel? When people give you a call, do you have a lot of people that want you to show them and talk to them about how to catch Spanish mackerel? Yes, I do. I get uh, a lot of people, actually. Um, a lot of folks that have been Spanish mackerel fishing um, for years, some of them, they have a very hard time. A lot of people tend to get in a stereotype of just fishing with a rod planer and a spoon, which there's nothing wrong with. Clark spoons, um, they're great. I use them. But um, sometimes there's more than one method. Um, and a lot of people don't know, you know, all the different methods there are to catch Spanish. And Spanish can be a very finicky fish. If they're not caught one way, it doesn't mean they can't be caught another. Um, you know, when I'm trolling, I'm a I'm a light tackle junkie myself. I like to catch the biggest fish I can on the lightest tackle. And uh, that's what my business is based around. Um, I don't troll with rod planers. I use spinning gear, whether it be big spinning gear or light spinning gear is what I use. Um, for Spanish, I'm using a star plasma rod, 6 to 14 pound or 8 to 17 pound if I'm going to be live bait or fishing off of a wreck or, you know, the bigger Spanish. But, um, with a with a three thousand or four thousand uh, star reel, you know, and uh, be spooled with about twelve to fifteen pound fins braid with uh, thirty pound fluorocarbon Calcutta fluorocarbons. What I use um, for a leader. Um, now, trolling, I'm going to be using hand lines only with planers. I use the new Clark Spoon planers, they got some new planers out that are really nice. You don't have to preset them before you drop them overboard. You drop them in and just let it sink, pull on the line that sets itself. When you're done, you pull it in a little ways, give it a jerk, and it it releases. Um, it makes it nice. You don't have to uh, reel, especially bring it in. You won't have to reel in against a planer. Um, it took a long time getting these right, but um, I only control using planers with my hand lines and I'm I'm using a number one planer on one side and a number two planer on the other. Um gives me different depths. And then on top I'm using the rods with a top water rig that I hand tie myself. It's a hand tied duster trailed with a aught or double aught fork spoon. And this rides about a half inch to an inch under the water. And uh, I like to say it's on those light tackle rods. And by doing that, I'm covering the top water realm. I'm covering one water column on one side with a planer and one a little deeper on the other side. So I, I cover all areas um, doing that and uh, see what see what bites best. Sometimes all of them catch. Sometimes it's going to be on top. Sometimes it's going to be on the uh, on the bottom you know, down deep. Now, no, when you're, when, you're trolling, when you're trolling like that, do you find more often you find the fish up top or lower in the water column, or is it kind of a mix? Uh, is there one that you find them up higher, up lower uh, in the column? 
usually in in my uh fishing the top water usually bites better, but that's not always the case. This week we had a day where we really did really good and uh all everything was biting good. Um and I like to fish Spanish tend to feed around schools of Menhaden, around wrecks, artificial reefs, and around live bottom. You know, they, they tend to get in, you know, you'll sometimes catch kings in the same areas. Um, but uh, I like, I got an area of uh, live bottom there off Cape Lookout. It's in, you know, 30, 40 foot of water that uh, it catches really good, you know, and um, you need, these are the things that you need to look for when you're uh, Spanish fishing. You don't want to just go out, throw your lines overboard, and hope for the best. You want to try to do a little bit of homework, um, call around. You know, don't mind if people call me a bit, talk to me about where I'm catching. Um, talk to your friends. You know, if you've got friends who've been fishing, where have they been catching? Stuff like that. Magazines give a lot of insight on where to find them. Also, you know, a lot of the articles are really good to read. So. Um, you know, you want to want to try to bone up a little bit on where they're catching them, and not just go out of the in your local inlet and put the lines out because that's not necessarily where they're going to be. Now you said you know when someone, you know they're they're planning on either going out or coming to the coast on the weekend and to target specifically Spanish mackerel. What would you say? You know, you said call the local tackle shops, call you, kind of, uh, you know, kind of get up to speed. But what, what exactly are they looking for to kind of target specifically Spanish mackerel? Okay, well, what I do when I get out, if I am not sure, I run one thing, like I said, I'll run all my lines, top, my top water lines and my, my hand lines. And I've also got a, a good set of binoculars is a good thing to have. And um, also what you're going to want, for those, you're going to be looking for birds. You're also going to be looking for groups of boats that are congregated. You know, if you see in your binoculars that there's five boats and they're all going in a circle, it's a pretty good indication that there's going to be some fish out there. Um, see a big pile of birds out working this time of year. That's, you know, it's going to be bluefish, Spanish, or both, uh, possibly some Atlantic Bonita mixed in. Um, you want to be looking at those, but a, but a good pair of binoculars. And also another thing that I can't I emphasize more is a good pair of sunglasses. Um, I wear the Smith Optics myself, but a good pair of polarized sunglasses so you can find the uh, bait. They love to get around big schools in Manhattan, and uh, they show up as big dark spots in the water, but they're hard to spot without polarized sunglasses, you know. Without those, you're at a disadvantage, you know, and, and a good pair is a, is, a, is a big help fishing. But, um, yeah, you want to, you know, you're looking for birds, you're looking for boats that are trolling, and also to see if they're catching. Just because there's six boats trolling in an area doesn't mean there's any fish because, one guy, there might have been one guy started out, and two other boats came out and saw him, and they 
tried pretty soon there's six boats, but nobody's catching anything. You want to you want to see if anybody's catching anything, you know. And um, like I said, uh, in Facebook, go on. A lot of the bus guides and charter captains are putting up um, pictures and posts. And you know, as for me, I don't mind sharing information on where the fish are. There's some, it's no problem. Um, so you know, Facebook and Instagram was a great great tool as well. You know, it's finding finding where people have been catching these fish before you go out. For sure. I know one of the things too that we were asked is obviously if, if they go to Facebook and search Noah's Ark Charters Incorporated, they'll find your page and and they'll see a lot of larger Spanish. And that's a question that we were asked is if you want to try to catch larger Spanish do you do anything different, or do you fish in any different areas if you're wanting to target the bigger, uh, you know, the bigger size Spanish mackerel? What uh, two methods of catching the bigger Spanish have been, um, and this is the other way that a lot of people are very interested in, but they're really not sure how to go about it, is casting to. You know, a lot of people just troll for Spanish mackerel because they're really not sure what to use or how to go about casting for them. Um, I use uh, all-cast plain Clark spoons, you know, on, on a light rod um, into a bait ball. Um, and speaking of Clark spoons, for those that have had bad luck in the past with hook breakage and whatnot, they are now going with all BMC brand hooks, which is a, a very good brand of hooks. So um, anybody that, that has any problems, uh, please contact uh, Clark Spoon, and they'll they'll take care of that for you. But I use a lot of uh, Clark Spoons. I'll, I'll cast them plain. Um, and they've also got a new color that I've caught some really big ones on. For some reason, they seem to really like this color. It's uh, They've had the pink and the green and the plain and the gold for years and years. But uh, what uh, we're doing now, we're combining the pink and the green. It's called an electric chicken, and this is an awesome color spoon, and it really seems to catch some, uh, you know, bigger fish. I'm throwing probably a hot spoon, double hot spoons. But um, also, uh, they got a, a Sea Striker company makes a surf spoon in a, the half-inch size. It comes in gold and uh, silver flash. These catch, I've caught several fish in the last two years on those alone, over six pounds on the boat. Um they seem to really like these. You throw these up into a pile of bait, and uh, you got to remember that when casting Spanish, you have to really have a high rate of retrieve. When you're trolling for them, you're trolling at about six knots. So you have to match that same rate of speed with your reel. So you really got to, when it hits the water, you got to be reeling. Uh, they're used to... Uh, uh, a mullet minnow or a shad trying to get away from them, and they swim pretty fast. So that's what you want. But um, yeah, the the surf spoon, the Sea Striker Prism spoons that have just come out, they 
come out. They are in uh, pink, silver, and blue. They also work really, really good. Um, they're, you know, and all these are going to be at your local pack shops. They're going to have this stuff. Um, and the Sea Striker jig fish is a metal jig. Um, these metal casting jigs too. You don't have to get right on top of these fish. You can throw it a long ways, so you don't have to spook them. Because spanners, you get right on top of them, they'll go down. They'll, they'll go underwater and you'll see them. And you'll see, you got to have something that you can stay back. Um, one thing that I, uh, or one soft bait that I throw to them that catches them really good, and uh, I may mention that with all these baits, especially with fish in Spanish, you may catch uh, this time of the year Atlantic Bonita right along with them. Uh, they're small tuna. They're different than the false albacore, and they're very good eating. Um, but um, the soft bait that I throw for these is a Salty Bay bait, glass minnow. It comes in two and three and a half inches, and this is a... It imitates exactly what they feed on, you know, not just shad, too. They they love to feed on glass minnows and sardines, and that's what these imitate. Um, so they work really good, too. Um, one other way of catching the big Spanish is to live bait fish them at a, what most folks call a slow troll. Basically, what I do is I make, I make these myself. I make a scaled-down king mackerel rig using about 20 to 30-pound wire. And uh, I'm using a live bait hook and a small treble live bait hook. You're going to lip hook him through the lip. Um, and I'm saying this, uh, this is going to be a, about a 4-inch finger mullet or, or a 4-inch pogey. Shad, Menhaden, um, which, whichever you like to call it, but um, and you want your hooks to be bronze. The using the gold or silver hook, the they'll they'll come at it, but they just don't seem to hit it. Uh, bronze hooks work really good. That's why most of uh, all your king rigs will have bronze hooks. But um, if you're slow trolling, uh, you can drift with the wind. If the wind's blowing hard enough, you can just drift. And I just free line them out. Free line these live baits out, no float enough, just let them swim. I'm using about two feet of uh, leader, that wire leader tied into uh, my braid. I'm using Finn's braid, like I said, about 12 to 15 pounds. And um, I either drift with the wind or um, if there's not much wind and it's a real pretty day, which is very hard to find around here these days. But um, I'll just knock the boat in and out of gear, just enough to keep it moving and let those fish swim and, and pull them along. And, uh, you know, if you're over, like I said, it's re that's really good fishing. Live bait fishing for Spanish is really good over live bottom, artificial reefs, and uh, and wrecks. You know, your old shipwrecks, subs, and stuff that are off the beaches, off the coast. This is uh, really good places to uh, catch big Spanish live bait like that. No, no, you were talking, uh, you know, back to the trolling piece, and you were talking about the trolling speed. And is, if they go slower or faster, does that have an impact on whether or not they're successful catching Spanish mackerel? Yes, it, it has everything to do with it, and, I, you know, I, I should have uh, touched on that more. Um, you really... 
my magic speed on my boat, which each boat can vary. Um, but and I, you know, just using GPS for your RPM gauge, however you want to gauge it. But is about some, my 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 magic number is six knots. Um, if I slow down, I'm either not going to catch anything or I'm going to catch bluefish and catch the Spanish. And it's just like I said in casting form, and I've seen this happen where people aren't reeling quick enough. A Spanish will follow it. He'll follow it right with his nose right on it to the boat fast enough he won't hit it. And that's why you want to be trolling about six knots. Um, just this past week, you know, we'd be trolling and I'd be at five and a half knots and I would just take the throttle and barely nudge it up to six and as soon as the speed came up, the rods would go off. And, um, you know, it happens time and time and again like that. They're just back there waiting to see that that bait pick up speed, trying to get away or whatnot. But it's it's they're a, they're a higher speed fish um, controlled for than than uh, than bluefish. You know, bluefish you control at five knots just fine or less. You know, and they'll hit it. But but Spanish need that that six six point two something like that. No, no. When you're, when you're trolling, you you touched on, uh, you know, that you you use uh, the fins braid, and you know, people using monofilament or braid when they're tying that onto their leaders. Are, do you suggest using any type of uh, specific, you know, tackle at that point, or uh, swivels, or stay away from swivels, or tie certain knots? Uh, that's a question that we're asked a lot about how to. To, you know the, the entire rig from the line, uh, to, you know to to the leader to the lure. Uh, what what what's your best description of how you uh, do that? Here's uh, what I do when I'm using my rods and my top water rigs. I tie a 30 pound, about a foot of 30 pound Calcutta fluorocarbon with us using a surgeon's knot and you can find these knots online you can go to different places online um, there's all kinds of places to find fishing knots it'll actually show you at a time surgeon's knot is a very simple knot it's quick um, something that us in the, uh, the charter business need to have is a is good knot but easy to tie so we can uh, be from one customer to the next at times you know but um I tie that about a foot onto that, and then I'm using a, a stainless steel crock or Bill Fisher swivel. These are um, probably about 100 pounds. They're real small swivels, 170 to 100 pound swivel. And then I'm going to tie another leader onto that, and I'll have my water rig on there. And what that does is uh, your spoon has a swivel. You know, your Clark spoon's got a swivel on it anyway, but that extra, any extra swivels that you put in the line, it's just going to keep your line, especially mono, from twisting up because that spoon is spinning and dancing and everything underwater, and it's going uh, to twist. So every swivel that you can put in there, but you don't want to put 
anything shiny. I don't use any gold or silver swivels. I use all black stainless swivels, and I use really small ones because a fish, if it's of any size, if the swivel's of any size, gold or silver, he'll hit the swivel. Especially if, if there's one that's already hit the spoon and you're in a school of fish, they'll see that swivel flash and they'll hit that too, and most of the time they're going to cut it. You know, they're going to hit the swivel, they're going to cut your line, and you've lost everything. And uh, sometimes that happens anyway, but, um, but yeah, I try to use very small and, you know, and black stainless swivels. But I'll always tie a leader into my braid first, but that surgeon's not. And then go from there to a small swivel and then my rig. And I do the same with uh, hand lines. I've got probably 50 to 60 pound test as most of my mono coming off the planer. And then about 8 to 10 feet, the last 8 to 10 feet, I tie on a little tiny swivel and I go down to that 30 pound fluorocarbon because the uh, spoon is going to react a whole lot better with thinner line if you were to use that 50 or 60 pound test right straight to the spoon it would not uh, would do right it would want to come to the surface it would almost float it up so you want to you know scale it down but you don't want to go down too low because you know you always get about a 25 or a 30 30 pound test can can stand a few nicks and cuts and uh still get the fish in, but uh, you constantly want to be checking that leader, too. If you're, if you're into the fish good, you know, you want to be checking that leader and, and often retying. So, whether you're trolling, casting, or whatever, you know, that's what you want to do. When I'm when I'm casting, I don't use swivels. I just tie straight to the braid and straight to the, you know, say the surf spoon. Um, once again, I'm using the same thing, 20, 30 pounds of Calcutta fluorocarbon, and, uh, you know, that's, just go with that. But uh, it seems to work really well, really good like that. But you do want to use uh, some swivels and, and get your knots right on my spoons. I'm using a loop knot on all my, whether it's a Clark spoon, whether it's a, prism spoon or anything I'm using a loop knot once again uh, on these knots most of us just got two or three knots that we use consistently you can go online um, and find these you know when I'm out fishing I try to show everybody how to tie them and you know, they pick up on them pretty quick they're not too hard to, to figure out I tell you there's a lot of good information and a lot of tips that uh, hopefully the listeners are, are picking up on but you know what would you say are the you know the most common mistakes that you see or hear people uh, that they do or they that they make when they're targeting uh, Spanish? What what's one of the the biggest things that you see where people are kind of just completely missing it? The biggest mistake I see is that people go out they're using a a TLD or a four aught pin they're using. They're using too big of a rod and reel, and the only reason they're using it is, is to sustain the pressure from the planer, but they use rod planers with the spoons, and they go out, and a lot of times the Spanish aren't hitting that. And they just give up. They say, well, 
they're not biting today. And they can see them. They're jumping. The birds are there, but they're not. And they're just, and it might be that all they need is something else. Maybe they need to fish that spoon on top. You know, the fish might be on top. They're not down deep. They're using a, you know, number two, number three planer, and the fish might be on top that day. That's the biggest thing I see people. Um, I had somebody the other day. I fixed them up some topwater rigs. They've been fishing for two years for Spanish and have never caught one. I fixed them up some rigs, and uh, when I was cleaning my boat, they came back in with 15 Spanish, and they had never caught any before, and it was all because they put them on top of the water. That's where the fish were feeding that day. So that's the main thing I would say is to keep an open mind and try to figure out other ways. There's always another way to catch these fish. You know, there's it's not just uh, it's not just trolling trolling uh, you know down deep. You want to uh, you want to have uh, a number of weapons in your arsenal, if you will. For now, sure. obviously, uh, you know, obviously, you do uh, you know a lot of your fishing on the Crystal Coast here of North Carolina. But what is what is the best time uh, of season? Uh, to catch spinach mackerel, you know, at what point do they show up and, and how long do they stick around? They show up depending on the spring weather and the, and how our winter was and all that. They show up either in middle to late April and they are going to be here till probably close to October or I mean the sometimes close to the middle to the end of October, depending on how soon it gets cold. You know, last year it stayed warm right on the November, and we were catching plenty of big Spanish and bluefish up until the end of October. So it all uh, it has a whole lot to do with the weather and the food supply. You know, these fish are going to follow the food supply just like we would or any other animal. Um, when it gets cold and the fish start heading, the bait starts heading south and getting out of here, they're going to follow the bait supply. They go with it. So, you know, always remember that, that if there's no bait around, there's probably not going to be any fish. you got to go where the food supply is. Well, that's, uh, that's definitely key. Now, let's say they've listened to the show and uh, they want to go with Captain Noah Link to have them show you exactly what you're talking about, time, and the best way to get in contact with you? The best way to reach me is going to be um, email me at uh, Noah's Ark Fishing Charters Incorporated at gmail.com. Give me a call, 252-342-6911. And the best times, uh, we're going to catch them all through, but, the, you know, from now through the fall, the best times to catch the biggest ones are going to be around now, right around now, and then I would say September and October. You know, they're going to be September and October. They're going to be feeding up for wintertime. They feed real aggressively, and that's some of the best times for casting because they're going to be really schooled up and very aggressive. And uh, you know, you're going to be able to get on schools 
and uh, just sit there and work on them casting. You won't have to troll as much. So, but just remember, you know, when you are casting, you have to be able to reel pretty fast. Um, I have a lot of folks that uh, that I have to troll with because they just they can't reel quick enough to catch them. Right. Sometimes you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. But uh, trolling with light tackle, one thing I can say when you hook up, you just knock the boat out of here, and uh, you fight them just as if you were casting to them. So you know, when you got light spinning tackle, it's uh, it's a whole lot more fun than than uh, using the the heavy tackle and the rod planers and all that. You know. But the rod planers, you still have comes in. You still got 25 yards of mono to hand on the man. So working with the, uh, you know, with these uh, star plasma rods, uh, it's a ton of fun. They got a, you know, they're very, very good light tackle rods. Uh, some of the best I've ever used, you know, for, for this type of fishing. So that's, uh, you know, that's that's what I like to do. So, Captain Noah, let's say if somebody told you that, that hey, we're going to go Spanish mackerel fishing today and you could only take one lure with you, what would be that one go-to lure to go after Spanish mackerel? If I was going to go after Spanish and I had one go-to lure, I'd take, and I'm not trying to uh, put myself on a, on a platter or anything, but I would take my lure that I hand-tie myself. It's a... You know, it's a hand tied. It is uh, use a, a double rod or a hot spark spoon with it, but it's a hand tied uh, duster that I use myself, you know, or that I make myself. Um, I do sell them at uh, Cape Point Marina on Harpers Island, where I where I run out of. But yeah, if I was gonna, if I had to pick one, that's what I would use. That's my top water lure, and. Um, I call it a lure. It's a, you know, there's two hooks. You can catch two fish. It's a hook in the duster and the spoon. And uh, I think it's pretty, it's a, it's a great, great rig. Uh, I call it the Macro Master. And that's that's about what it is. It catches a lot of fish. But yeah, that, that'd be my, that'd be what I would take. Yeah, I definitely have a feeling there may be some uh, individuals uh, making their way to Cape Port Marita to try Captain Noah's Spanish mackerel rig. So that, that definitely, I, I imagine you'll definitely get some phone calls of people looking to make their way to, to test out this rig. But, you know, to kind of recap what we talked about for Spanish mackerel fishing is obviously, like you said, a lot of people need to pay attention to the to the rods and reels that they're using to make sure they're not too heavy for, for what they're trying to accomplish. And then you know, line and leaders, uh, that definitely makes a big a big difference uh, to, to make sure you've got the right leader and obviously the right line. And then obviously picking that lure that will be able to to work the, the water column, whether it's on top or using a planer to, to get it deeper in the water column, that's a, a big factor. And then, like you said, the trolling speed, that's so critical uh, to be able to make sure that you are getting in that, proper like you said on your boat it's 6.2 but it could vary to some degree with other boats uh, but you know right if it's if one's not working maybe slow down or pick it up uh, you know to kind of see what works best for you and your boat but pay particular attention to that speed right captain yeah exactly and uh one other thing is like um 
you know, if you're trolling an area, you're obviously going to turn around at some point and go back over where you just caught those fish. Um, at some point, you're going to go against the wind. You're going to go with the wind in one point and probably against the wind, and you're going to have to adjust that speed going against the wind. And then as you turn around, make that, you know, and if you're trolling, for those that are trolling, um, a lot of people get tangled lines trolling when they go to make a turn. Trolling, you have to make a big, slow, wide turn. You got more than one line out. Even, you know, you got to really, and, you know, it it uh, helps to stagger them. Don't put them out both exactly the same length so if they cross, they don't get tangled. You know, one shorter than the other, they'll straighten out. They won't get tangled, but that's something. But, but definitely you want to, uh, you're constantly adjusting your speeds, you know, with, with wind and, you know, if the seas pick up or they flatten out, you know. But yeah, you're you're definitely right. you got to, uh, it's everything, you know, a little bit of all of it put together is going to ensure you your success. And you just need to, uh, you know, have an open mind and, and try some of these different things. You know, I see stuff um, in tackle shops that sit for a long time that really work good. People don't buy, and um, just good for people like me because I can pick it up. But like I say with Spanish, uh, most people with uh, you know, probably 80% or better are out there with rods that they could catch a tuna on, you know, um, you know, a four to sixteen pound rod, you can catch a really big fish on if you work the drag right and fight him right. You can catch a big fish on that rod. So you don't need a you don't need a big rod to uh, to catch these fish. You know, your average Spanish is probably two pounds. You know, we had uh, one this week that went six point two five. You know, a nice fish. I was caught on a four to ten pound star rod, just throwing a plain quartz spoon into a a uh, school of uh, menhaden, you know, and, and pulling it across the top pretty fast. So, just got to uh, broaden your horizons a little bit and try try some different things. Might be surprised what you catch. Well, absolutely. We definitely encourage our followers and listeners to get out there and after listening to the show and uh, try to catch a Spanish mackerel, but uh, if you're unable to to get it down pat, we definitely suggest giving Captain Noah Link from Noah's Ark Fishing Charters a call, and he can definitely help educate you in person on how to catch them. But like you said, if they, if they listen to this show, I'm confident that if they listen to the show and they follow the steps that you told them, they can be successful in catching a Spanish mackerel. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, um, yeah, and listen, you know, I've uh, I've been doing this a long time, and, and, you know, listen to it a couple times, and if anybody wants to give me a call, you know, I, I'm always, if I've got the time, I'm glad to talk to them and uh, help them out, you know, and where to, what tackle shops have certain things, and, you know, best rods, line, lures, all that good stuff, you know, I, I do that for a lot of folks, so be glad to help anybody out, but yeah, listen to this show, um, you know, read uh, magazine articles, local, especially articles that deal with the areas that you want to fish in, you know, if it's, if it's around 
Eastern North Carolina here. You know, the North Carolina Sportsman is a is a very good magazine. They're always going to have, you know, captains in different areas of the coast um, having articles on how to do uh, different types of fishing. So, you know, it's, it's real good to uh, to check out what the local guys are doing right in the areas that you're going to be fishing. Definitely. Well, Captain Elway, definitely appreciate you coming on the show with us again this evening. And, you know, we definitely like to, to listen to our followers and listeners and fellow anglers. And that was a question that we've gotten a lot here. Uh, I think a lot of people see the reports and see uh, the bike picking up. And, uh, you know, some of the listeners just have not been successful catching Spanish mackerel and really wanted to know what to do and how to do it. And uh, that's something that we like to do here at Point Click Fish is help educate others to to get involved with the sport that we all love and, uh, you know, do every day. And it's definitely a lot of fun to, to be able to bring you on the show and talk about and have you share your experiences because you spend so much time on the water, uh, you know, catching a lot of Spanish mackerel and other species as well. Yeah, I uh, greatly appreciate you having me on here, and I hope that uh, – always hope that I can help some people out. You know, if I've helped a few people out uh, in what they might be uh, doing wrong or might not have known about, you know, um, that's always a good thing. It's always it's a good thing, and I, I love being on the show. It's uh, great doing it with you, Jack. I definitely encourage uh, everyone to go – Take a look at uh, the current bite. Uh, like you said, there's a lot of Spanish mackerel pictures, a lot of flounder pictures, and like you said, even some Kobe have shown up here off the Carolina coast. And uh, it's oh, yeah. Noah's Art Charters LLC on Facebook. And uh, Noah does a great job of posting pictures and updates uh, throughout the week uh, to be able to show people what he and his clients are having the pleasure of catching that week. So definitely encourage people to go take a look and see uh, the Spanish that you've caught here in the last few weeks um, you've definitely been very successful out there uh, using the, the tips and tactics that you told us about here on the show and we definitely look forward to having you here on the show again here soon yeah jay thank you very much and uh yeah get out there and get them uh, take lookout area has been real hot so there's a good tip right there it is, and I, I got a, um, a sneaking suspicion they'll see you out there as well if they end up uh, showing out there. Make sure to give a wave to Captain Noah and his clients, and uh, we definitely look forward to having you back on the show, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, and uh, have a good evening. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on. We appreciate it, everyone. That was Captain Noah Link, Noah's Ark Fishing Charters. It's always a pleasure to have Captain Noah on the show with us. He does a great job keeping us updated with news updates from the water in the Noah's Ark uh, charters. But uh, we've got a lot of tournament coverage coming up here in the next few weeks. Our team will be busy kicking things off the Swansboro Blue Water Tournament here in the Crystal Coast of North Carolina, so we're excited to kick off our live tournament coverage. We've been traveling here a lot lately. We had the pleasure to go to Lewiston, New York, to a media event with some of the industry's best and finest. We were able to get on the water on the Niagara River, Lake Ontario, and Lake Erie, a little smallmouth bass fishing, as well as fishing for lake trout. Uh, we stayed in Lewiston, New York at the Barton Hill Hotel and Spa. It's always a pleasure to head, head up to the Niagara region. It's always a pleasure to go fishing with those guys and to take part in the amazing fishery they have there 
in the, the Lewiston, Lake Erie, Buffalo area. So things have definitely kicked off for our team. We've got some new and exciting news we'll be posting and sharing with you here in the weeks to come. Our studio, our mobile command center uh, for pointclickfish.com, we are wrapping up the final build piece of that. The trailer was delivered, and we have it here uh, on the Crystal Coast, and we're definitely looking forward to showcasing and sharing the trailer, the final product, uh, with you all. We definitely thank you all for joining us and the show tonight, Spanish Mackerel Fishing 101 with Captain Noah Link. It's definitely an exciting show and be able to share tips, updates, and if you have a topic that you would like us to discuss, let us know. We'd love to interview and bring captains on to discuss your topic so we can share and inspire you to fish with pointclickfish.com. Until next week, everybody, stay connected to the fishing community with pointclickfish.com. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information, show notes, updates, or to join the saltwater fishing community, visit pointclickfish.com. Don't forget to catch live streams and future shows at saltwaterfishingradio.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe on the water and tight lines. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.